0: This is season three of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast, where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020, I'm Chelsea Schaefer. My guest on the score today is one of the American Quarter Horse Association's winningest ropers in horse show competition, as well as an NFR qualifying tie-down roper and World Series of Team Roping Finale place winner, C.R. Bradley. Bradley is originally from Hilliard, Ohio, but he got to the Lone Star State of Texas as fast as he could to pursue his roping career. He took with him a little Roan mare that his family raised that would eventually make a pretty big splash across the roping world in Twister Enola Gay, otherwise known as Roni. She carried him from his first AQHA Youth World Championship to the college finals to his first NFR, and then she eventually carried Tuff Cooper to two gold buckles. Bradley also won the AQHA Superhorse in 2014 as the only owner, breeder, trainer to ever win it on Roni's colt, Twister's Enola Ray, the NFR calf roper is spending just as much time heading and healing these days as he is roping calves, and you can find him at the World Series Ropings behind Jackie Crawford, as well as Spin and Steers at the rodeos. Here's C.R. Bradley. Today's episode is brought to you by ManaPro. At ManaPro, they believe in nurturing life. Since 1985, Manapro has been committed to providing high-quality, wholesome feeds, supplements, and treats to your horses at every stage of their lives. Their passion is happy, healthy pets, and they're your trusted partners just for that. So thank you so much for being on the podcast this morning. This is C.R. Bradley, and he is on the score. C.R., where are you today?
1: I'm at home. I've been training horses this morning.
0: Gotcha. And what are your hours like training horses? Have you been up riding for four hours
1: at this point? or what's Yeah. Your- so <laughs> starting last week, it got really hot. So i started. been getting up about 530 in the morning, and I've been roping calves this morning.
0: Gotcha. How many training or- horses do you have in right now?
1: I have um, eight customers' horses, and then I have a few of my own, too.
0: And as far as what are you guys getting ready for? I know the schedule has been a little different this year. What right. are you
1: working Right. On? So the horse shows are a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a rope horse for charity coming up over the 4th of July in Tulsa. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a couple of young horses that are going to go to it. I have a calf horse and a head horse and a heel horse for the maturity.
0: So, how much calf roping do you do versus how much heading and healing do you do?
1: It's about even now, and some some of my show horses do all three events.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I mean, I when I was I, I did more calf roping and rodeos when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. Now I've gotten older, and now I'm starting to team rope more too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're an eight healer.
1: Yes, man. Yeah, gotcha. eight healer. Yep.
0: Very good. Well, now I kind of just jumped right in, but I want to take a step back. You were from Ohio. I'm from Pennsylvania. So
1: are You're you from funny. Hilliard, Ohio? What's
0: that? You're from Hilliard, Ohio, originally?
1: I was born in Hilliard, Ohio. Then <laughs> I grew up, I spent some time, my dad teaches at the University of Findlay
0: mm-hmm. in
1: Findlay, Ohio. And we lived there for a while. Then I moved to Richmond, Indiana, where my, my mom lives um, in, on her family farm. And we yeah. trained horses there for a while. Then as soon as I got out of high school, I moved to Texas. And then um, Go
2: ahead.
1: I went to college a couple of years in Gainesville, Texas, and then went to OSU for a few years. And then when I rodeoed, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, yeah. Lived there for four years. And then after I quit rodeo and I moved to um, Collinsville, Texas. Train now, us.
0: when you were in Ohio, I know you probably went to the Congress a lot. And sh- did you show oh, yeah. horses at the Congress? Yeah,
1: I have, mm-hmm. and actually, I've showed. I think I've showed every year since I was nine years old. I still go back yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, I thought I was looking at your yeah. website, I, I realized you did. Yeah. Um, I love the yeah. Congress. It's like home to me. It is. So, very- and did you high school rodeo in Ohio too?
1: I did in, in Indiana. Indiana, um,
0: yeah.
1: I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? And, um, for four years.
0: What made you make the jump to Texas? I mean, was it a no-brainer? Was that always part of definitely your plan?
1: With, oh, yeah, definitely the roping so much bigger out here. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: as soon as I could get out of high school, I moved as fast as I could.
0: Who helped you get when you got started in Texas?
1: Um, I worked for Robbie Schroeder for a few years when I was in Gainesville. Gotcha. Um, and then I lived i skipped around a lot of different horse trainers through college and worked with a lot of different horse trainers.
0: Was that intentional? Were you trying to learn as much as
1: you could at that point? Yeah. And, and I think I was more familiar. I knew more horse trainers than I did the rodeo people at the time. So I mm-hmm. just, it was a place to go rope and to learn. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's- and your parents are, they, they are, uh, your dad is a rainer, right? How did that yes. rain yes. background? Affect. What parts of it have you taken it with you?
1: It really helped learning how to get the horses broke, Uh, and Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of the rope. Having good rope horses first, they need to be broke, and before you rope on them, and makes Mm -hmm. it a lot easier to rope on them.
0: I hear like you know when I'm talking to guys that train train rope horses and and NFR kind of ropers and NFR kind of headers and healers. Sometimes they say that. They don't really like the reining influence as much as say the cutting or the cow uh, horse.
1: Because- actually, I don't like the rainers anymore either. Uh, really? Because their heads are too their heads are too low. Well, my, 20 years ago when I was working with my dad, the rainers were different. Their heads were up more and they were more broke. And now that now that their heads are down and they're kind of on the front ends and they just I don't know I don't get along with the rainers much anymore <laughs> either. I like yeah. the, I like working with the cow with the reigning cow horses and. Mm-hmm probably the most
0: yeah yeah tell me about your program now and like would you send your two-year-olds off to cow horse people like how does what's your program look like
1: yeah i so i don't like riding them when they're early too i like to get them have them broke for 90 Mm. 90 120 days first before i ride them because i don't like getting bucked off anymore But, (laughs) but i do like the cow horse but i do like the cow horse style I mean, I like them really broke, but I like them where their shoulders are up. I want their head up, but to bring the nose back and to go into mm-hmm. the bridle where they keep their shoulders up and they're drive their hind end up underneath them. So, and the cow horse people do that really well. So, mm-hmm. that's how I like to get mine broke first, is get them going into the bit and picked up and balanced where they're working off their hind end.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then what do you do with them? Do you take them straight to the sled where does how do they progress from when i like well i ride
1: them for a while like i ride them for at least a year before i probably start roping on usually when they're some time in their three i go to the helomatic and um rope the helomatic for a month or so then i start them on real slow cows Mm -hmm. and i like like even my calf horses i like to heal on them first just because it's slower and easier Mm -hmm. so i like to heal on most of them first and then when when they understand going out of the box and I can come out of the box easy, then then I'll start packing calves around the arena and roping them.
0: Gotcha. What kind of cattle do you keep around? Do you keep natives around? Do you keep, tell me about your cattle. Yeah,
1: so I have some, I have Cory um mm-hmm. team rope and I have some, I have, I have a couple that are about five or six years old. They're really slow and really good. They're my favorite mm-hmm. ones to rope on the young horses
0: mm-hmm. and then I
1: keep some fresh ones and then I keep calves. Um i try to keep some Jersey around. They're slow. They, they kind of get, it's hard in the summer cause they don't survive very well. Yeah. Um, And then I keep some beef calves and I, I like team roping the dairy calves when they get a little bit too big to calf rope. Mm-hmm. I really like team roping the Jersey calves. Yeah. I think it's great for the head horses and heel horses cause they're a little bit lighter. And they kind of put, you rope around the neck and they push down the reen a little bit
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you can da- dally on them and it's not too hard on the horses and, I think they're, they're great to rope.
0: Now, how many people does it take to keep your operation going? How many hands do you have around there? What's your
1: what's your crew look like? I, sometimes I have help. Um, and like, if I have help, usually it's a team roper that I can team rope with um, that helps saddle and rope horses. And also I can team rope with. Right now I'm just down to the stall cleaner and my wife usually helps, but she hurt her back a couple of months ago and she hasn't been much help this summer, but right mm-hmm. now it's just me. And I've been trying to write about eight a day. Oh wow! Um, Gosh.
0: And now, do you get to sneak off to World Series quite often, or what's your? Well, what's I
1: do. Um, I've I've wrote with Jackie Crawford quite a bit at the World mm-hmm. Series, um, and lately, well, Mesquite rodeo's just starting up, and I'm mm-hmm. heading for Steve Ross at the rodeos that are close by. Mhm. So, gotcha. I I like heading I like heading to the rodeos.
0: You do? I didn't realize. I guess just because yes, I've only yes, seen your name yes. and the healing results that I thought.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but basically we go to Mesquite and my summer is basically Mesquite Northside and a few amateurs that are close by.
0: <laughs> do you have any rodeo goals left or, or any goals in general left?
1: Um, I would like to become a better header. I still got a lot of work to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I kind of slowed down calf roping a, a couple years ago. I Well, I've always had really good calf forces around, but it's, I'm getting older now, and it's hard, a lot of work to flank a tight calves. so mm-hmm. I've been working on my team roping. Gotcha. And I would, li- I would like to get a lot better, but i still got a lot of work to do. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: We're going to take a break from this interview to talk about CETAL m the Joint Health Supplement. Champions, colleagues, and personal trainers. Whatever role they play, they're an important part of our lives, and as much as we count on them, they count on us all the more. CETL-M Joint Supplements for Horses is a new approach to joint health, powered by omega-5 fatty acids which helps maintain healthy joints by reducing inflammation and promoting positive immune response. Cetyl m uses an optimal blend of plant-derived cetl glucosamine, and MSM for superior results. Visit scorejointhealth.com for your $10 off coupon. For tough rides and long hauls, they're here to make your horse's lives the best they can be. Manapro, nurturing life. Remember, it's scorejointhealth.com for a $10 off coupon. What has been the greatest horse you've ever had?
1: Probably Roni. She's the one I made the NFR on in 04 in the calf roping. And then Tough Cooper rode her at the NFR two or three times. Sure. And then I won, she won the world show four times in the senior calf roping. She was reserve world champion in the junior healing once. Mm-hmm. And uh, she produced the AQHA super horse, too.
0: What was the AQHA Super Horse that she produced? Which horse was that?
1: She, Twisters, Twisters, and Olya Ray. He was. Gosh. We won in in two thousand fourteen. He won the Junior Calf Open and Reserve in the Junior Healing. That's cool.
0: And that and Roni was a horse that you had raised, or that you? Yeah, I
1: raised her. Yeah, you my, raised her? well, yes, yeah, my dad and I raised her. So her mom was, I won my first Youth World Championship in the heading on her mom when I was 13, and then this Rony was her first baby. So we raised her. My dad showed her at the reigning security when she was three, and then I started roping on her when she was four.
0: That's amazing. What a cool horse. And then I
1: I rodeoed on her. I started, I started hauling her when I was in college, and she helped me get to the NFR. And,
0: what made her so good set her apart?
1: She tried really, really hard every time. Mm-hmm. She really good, really good stop, and she effort. She really tried.
0: How many colts do you have out of her?
1: She's only she's only had four. Um, Gosh. The fir- the first one is in Arizona and is a team roping horse. Um, mm-hmm. We sold them, we raised them, and then the other one. So our vet we traded out embryos. He got an embryo. Um, out of a nick it in a bud, and it's a rainian cow horse, and it's mm-hmm. a really good one. It they show it in the select world show. I think he he lives in Hardmore, and the third one was the Super Horse, and um, I sold him after I won the Super Horse to Monty Freeman, and he's in Tulsa, and he shows him an amateur calf roping, and oh, then cool. the the last one's a um, lion's Share of Fame, and she's five, and I'm heading and barrel racing on her. And she's gonna be really, really good. I really like her.
0: I love those lion share fame horses. That's a neat cross. And a cross.
1: Yeah. That
0: was what I would have thought you would have said. But that's that's cool. Yeah,
1: she she feels like a yeah. She she's more of a runner <laughs> than the rest of them. She's a little yeah. different, but I re, I really like her. She's a roan mare. She's the only mare that we've had out of her.
0: Gotcha. And so is Ronnie still around?
1: Yeah, Ronnie's twenty-eight, and um, 28. she's still sound thanks to Cedar Limb, She's still still mm-hmm. found we ride her every once in a while yeah but she's doing great
0: what what other um so you said sedolim. she gets sedolim daily probably is that yeah daily part of her program and then what else yep, she, her, throughout her career to keep her sound um
1: we also feed oxygen oxygen mm-hmm. and sedolim are my favorite and she's never been on like i don't haven't had her on previcox she's only had one injury um when she was I think 18 or 19, she tore a sesamoid ligament, and that was her only injury her whole life. Mm-hmm. She's been sounder, or other than that, she's been sound her whole life.
0: That's awesome. Now, as far as I mean, she's obviously been so so amazing throughout her career, and and everybody, I remember obviously tough riding with the NFR, and that was such a big deal then. But uh, where are you as far as? Are you enjoying the horse show side of things, and is that where you really want to continue, like with the future, with the real horse maturities and everything? Is that where you want to grow your business?
1: Right, no, the futurities are awesome, especially as much mm-hmm. money as they're paying right now. Um, yeah. yeah, I would like, and I'd like to get more team rubbing horses for the futurities.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, the
1: horse shows are horse shows have always been good to me. That's kind of been my that's where I've made my living for the last fifteen good years. Um it's kinda of, I haven't been to one this year since I guess we went to Fort Worth. Now it's been the only one I've been to this year. So it's been but it's been a little bit slow this year, but I haven't missed it a whole lot. But
0: Yeah. Now, um with the Faturities are you I know I hear guys talk about the judging all the time and not really understanding the judging or it's it's just so different from the AQHA shows, but it's so different from the rodeos. How do you feel like you have a pretty good handle on how how the judging is? In,
1: yeah, in the they judge the maturity different. I think the faturity is judged a little bit different than the quarter horse shows. Um, mm-hmm. I like the way the faturity is judged. Um, they try to judge it a little bit more. They're trying to judge a good rope horse. I mean, mm-hmm. in some of them, I mean, some of the head horses that have won are a little bit, I mean, the, they're showy, but they were big and pretty and broke and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, they use their butt. And I think that's where I think the biggest difference is like in the show world, they kind of, they want them on their butt a little bit more
2: mm-hmm. than
1: maybe the jackpotters. I mean, we set them more than I think you would Yeah. at the rodeos or jackpots. But I mean, they want a big, pretty, broke horse. I think mm-hmm. yeah. But I like the way they're judging the futurity because they're trying. Like the heel horses rode up around the corner and kept their shoulders mm-hmm. up. Um, I'm judging. The, so I'm a AQHA roping judge, mm-hmm. and I'm judging the youth world this year. Um, mm-hmm. But in the world, the ho- roping, they ju- definitely judge the quarter horse show. They judge the heading a lot differently. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, They wanted more of a showy horse that when they'll slide and um, really broke and can face fast on their hind end.
0: Yeah. Now, I want to circle back to something you had said a little bit ago. You said you were working on your heading. What are you working on with your heading
1: right now? I'm trying to get better at reaching. When I was younger, when I was in college, I I headed decent. Um, I actually team roped a lot growing up. And then when Mm -hmm. I started rodeoing, um, I team roped a little bit, but I was probably a better at calf roping, and I just kind of just start, I went more towards that and slowed down mm-hmm. team roping a little bit. Um, but now, well, I had a better calf horse, too, at the time, and, and I had trouble, never really found a great head horse.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: now I'm working on my heading and um, have a pretty good head horse I bought from T-Wilman a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a little struggle learning how to reach, but i still working yeah. on it. I'm pretty good. At I can catch I can catch them close and from a call away, but the two and three calls has been work.
0: Can you? What do you do to keep? Now, if you bought one from T Woman, is that head horse like? Is he show horse caliber or is he one that no, is really?
1: he he's more of a jackpot rodeo. He he doesn't. I mean, he he's pretty like he's a. I like him. He, and he'll get on his butt, but not. He doesn't have a slider. He's he mm-hmm. like a jack rodeo horse, not a show mm-hmm. horse.
0: What are you doing to practice your reaching? Are you just doing it, or a lot or? on the
1: dummy, and and then I practice some ones. St- I try to. I, I mean, I probably only reach. I mean, I'll run seven or eight steers a day where I try to reach at. I mean, I probably I need a practice horse that I can just practice reaching on, but
0: yeah,
1: I'm so busy riding horses that I get paid for. It's hard to ride and now- ride one just for me all the time.
0: Yeah, are you um? What are the horses that you've got for the maturity now? Can you tell us how they're bred?
1: Yeah, so I have a, well, I'm not trying to tell all the breedings, but I have a really, <laughs> really nice um, four-year-old gelding for Cam Beardman. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I really, really like him. Um, and he's going to calf. Well, and this year I'm, I'm showing him the calf up in maturity the 4th of July. Um, mm-hmm. He was. He's a reigning bred. I think he's a, um, I hate to say it wrong. I think he's a wisdom in Town. Mm-hmm. um But he's I really really like him. Big stopper, really quiet. um Then I have the Starlight's Gypsy, um, four-year-old mare that is a heel horse and going to be a calf horse too. Is um, it
0: one that came through Larry D and them or no? Is it
1: well, I, I I like the breeding through them because I've roped a lot with Larry D and I yeah. showed Hope's um, Black Mare Inc. Uh, eight, uh, yeah. a couple years she's awesome and i so i really like the breeding so actually mm-hmm. i found her last year i saw the breeding and i knew the people that raised her and i knew the her mom too um and i like that breeding so much that we bought her and then i sold her to a customer um, but she's got a really good attitude and loves roping
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then i have um then i have ronnie's baby too that's a five-year-old and i haven't showed her yet but she's getting She's getting there.
0: With with the different running bred breeding that she's got, what do you have to do different with her than you do with, she's, like
1: um, – She wants to go. Like, she has a lot of run, and so I <laughs> have to keep her quiet. When mm-hmm. She's not – she's pretty – like, she's really good in a box. And I read one of um, Trevor's articles last year about working on the scoring before you ever introduce them to cattle, and that really oh, yeah. helped a lot of them. So I started working on her in a box and got her where she'd stand in my hand. Like where I could really hold her in the corner and then she'd go yep. off my hand before I ever introduced her to cattle. And that really helped her. because so 'cause she's been great in a box the whole time. And I've
2: she made my name a
1: year I'd get off of her in a box and and yeah. let her relax in a box before I ever roped on her and that really helped her. Wow. Um, I love that.
0: Trevor, when Trevor and I sat down to like come up with his column. That was something. Yeah. That was the goal of ours was to do something that would really be useful for people, and to hear somebody like you
1: use it. That's, I amazing. Mean, I liked it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love that. Thank you. For that you made my day. You have no idea.
1: <laughs> Very cool.
0: Now, and when you need help with your roping, who do you go to if you're
1: working on um, something? Uh, Shay Carroll helped me quite a bit with my healing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I rode a horse for him. I showed him on it. Oh, the horse he's rodeoing on right now. I mm-hmm. showed him and got him qualified for him a couple of years, and then he showed him at the world show, um, and he helped me with my healing a lot. My heading, I've been watching a lot of videos. Um, mm-hmm. Evan, arnold, Evan Arnold's Evan arnold been coming to rope with me this spring, and that's been awesome. But Very good. Heading, my heading, ch- I've changed my swing about three or four times. I was trying mm-hmm. to turn it over more to reach, and then, I don't know, then it almost got too complicated at the... R- for the rodeo and I needed to make it simpler so I changed it again so hopefully it's gonna work <laughs> now what did you change just you simple like, so I was really I was really turning it over before the right horn mm-hmm. and really trying to get a wide swing and it worked great like I could really catch with it but I was having to think about too many things like I was having to think about turning it over to the right but then I was throwing then this falling through to the left and it was, at the rodeos when I was reaching it was like too complicated mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make it more simple where I'm looking at the base of the left horn and swinging towards it, but mm-hmm. is where I was turning it over at. And then I have to have it flatter so it doesn't go off to the left. When it, mm-hmm. So I'm working on, but then you got to keep it turned over to have the power <laughs> to reach, I guess. So it's, yeah, I'm trying to make it simpler actually, but I'm it trying to keep it flatter. Like it and then, well, I'm trying to keep it simpler, aim at the base of the left and swing towards there, but keep it flatter coming around the right horn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's a work in progress
0: <laughs> understand well we will see at mesquite when you start to win every week at mesquite that,
1: that it's it was either. fast it was fast last week
0: well well i bet everybody's so hungry yeah. for it right everybody's now everybody's hungry yeah 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 all these tiny rodeos are going to be so tough if they aren't if they weren't already tough enough they're going to be really tough very good now we mentioned pseudo m before but how long have you been with that brand
1: I've been with them for 10 or 12, maybe 15. I mean, a long time. I don't really remember okay. when I started because I've been with them forever. Um, and I love their formula. I, th- I mean, I can see a difference with them. Mm-hmm. Um, ronnie has got it every day for the last 10 or 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but right now i got most of them on it. Mm-hmm. I can see a big, big, big difference.
0: Very good. Very good. Sir. Well, CR, thank you so much for this impromptu phone call and letting me pick your brain about horse training and stuff, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you guys have a great day,
1: thank you,
0: sir. Okay, you too, bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. Thanks again to our sponsors at Manapro. Manapro is a recognized leader in the care and nurturing of pets with roots back to 1842, and long established brands in companion pet, equine, backyard chicken and small animal categories. ManaPro's product is Cetal M and you can check that out at scorejointhealth.com. Thank you CR so much for your time. Thank you everybody for listening to the score today. We've got more good stuff coming as the rodeos kick up and we're out and about a little more and see folks but if not I will see you at the BFI and I can't wait to tell you all about it.